Orchestration of the Analytical Lifecycle. Patrick Manessis discusses with Metrobank Card Corporation some tactics. Believe it or not, it probably might be data management that you can automate. This way, you can do better things that are more high of value. Listen up to episode 8 of SAS PH Inside Out. Because a lot of what you've told me is actually not a technology problem, it's a process problem. Mm-hmm. Not even a process opportunity. Mm-hmm. Meaning, Patrick, we don't really know what it means to even orchestrate and deploy an automated analytic lifecycle model um, process. So we need you to come in here with the local PSD team and SAS and, and show us end-to-end architect what that process looks like and then show us in the tools how we would use these tools to go about doing that. And that's, that's certainly up our wheelhouse to do and the great part about that is that takes like an afternoon. That's that easy. Um, so that's how I would think about the opportunity you have ahead of you. Um, Means that we're relatively successful. Okay. So we and keep, hoping. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Still appropriate. We're fine tuning the offers themselves, yeah. but in terms of segments, uh, we already have uh, an existing segmentation, but okay. it's not really uh, updated on a regular basis. Yeah, regular basis yeah. because of restrictions on uh, on the resources. On the, of course. On the, and that's with the automation piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 so in my mind, let's just sort of whiteboard and think about this. In my mind, for what you guys are trying to do, there's a modeling piece, but there's an ongoing, never-ending, what I'll call data management component. Yeah. That ongoing data management component is just saying, look, our, and this gets back to my example this morning, saying what you assumed in January is probably not what's accurate for February. Mm-hmm. Same thing for your customer profiling, mm-hmm. customer segmentation. Mm-hmm. It's always in a constant state of improvement. So you can use things like machine learning techniques mm-hmm. so that manually speaking, a marketing person is, or an analyst is not making those changes, it's educating itself, mm-hmm. right? You started off with a baseline, right? And you've created a profile, let's call it Jan version one. And it creates a baseline, and then it sends you a report at the end of January that says, this is your marketing profile, your segmentation in your profile. If you want to use it for whatever campaigns down here, go ahead and do it. And you make a decision to yes or no, do it. Then you look forward and you go, okay, well, what was the profile going to be for February? Let me look at my machine learning results. Did my machine learning results tell me that my profile is degrading? Well, let me go look at the previous marketing campaign that we used it for. It wasn't as effective as the last one. Is it because of profile and segmentation? Yes or no? Did we determine that? So even though it's still a human being reviewing it, you're not creating it. That's not the work anymore. The work is now making it this human decision to say, I need the machine learning to be retrained in a different way so that in February it gives me a slightly different result. So that's how you're you start to evolve. Remember when I said in the morning, incremental improvements? Mm-hmm. These are those incremental improvements. When I add these up, <coughs> you're going to get a more effective target marketing <coughs> offer campaign, guaranteed. But it wasn't fixing the target marketing offer campaign, it was fixing your segmentation, your profiling that enabled it, yeah. right? So I think, am I resonating here with where your vision of what you guys want to do is. So it's how do I automate a lot of my data layer and my data management layer to get more robust capabilities and visibilities of 
profiling segmentation. And then beyond that, it's when we do do campaigns, how do we really truly measure their effectiveness? You have a baseline. I'm not saying to throw it out. Actually, the baseline is important because we need to digitize that baseline, meaning we need to make that a digitized model. And if it is already, great. Um, but more importantly, we need to make sure that the results of that model can be reinterpreted back into a feedback loop with machine learning, non-supervised learning, so that the next time around, as your campaigns go, you understand the evolution of the different campaigns and why. And then you can start to look at seasonality of things, because I'm sure a lot of your campaigns have to do with holiday schedules, back-to-school specials, all the things from a retail and a commercial perspective that drive why you want to do a particular campaign at a given time. So that's how I see kind of big picture, just sort of we're starting to get started about what this looks like. That's how you would go about building that. Now, you wanted to talk about orchestration. Orchestration absolutely is a critical part of this. So unfortunately, do they have model manager today? Okay. Um, they're using um, SAS Analytics Pro desktop and interface manager, and they also have the BA Okay, so you're mostly doing descriptive. Yes. You're not really doing advanced analytics yet, predictive or prescriptive. Predictive or ad hoc, just for ad hoc analysis. And are you using open source for predictive? Uh, not yet, we're just exploring it because okay. there are some challenges in terms of information security. So. Okay. Fair enough. What is the skill set of the people that would be doing in the future predictive analytics? Are they mathematicians, statisticians, developers, coders? Are they coders? Do yeah, they know how to code? Yes. Which languages? Just SAS. That's a great answer. Yeah. That, there's no just that's needed there. Just say SAS. <laughs> the only one needed, Patrick, SAS. I'm just kidding. Um, that's fantastic then. That's really great. Because, uh, you know, the products that I was referring to, uh, even though I didn't mention them, I was very careful not to mention them, by the way, it was really around VIA. Uh, so that's the VA tool, the VDMML tool, and model manager tool. Those are the three heartbeat components that's going to drive orchestration. Um, there's another tool called SAS Studio, which is, in essence is the, uh, the development palette. So if you still do have resources that prefer using uh, or coding over the UI, they can go and balance both. And it just depends. Like, you know, hardcore SAS users these days Sometimes it's faster to drag and drop, sometimes it's faster literally to write the code out. The great part is they can do that seamlessly whichever way they want. Okay. An IT person doesn't have to make that decision. Why? Remember my persona slide. Because we're investing so much thinking about how different personas of people and users need to be productive. So that's an important part. So those three components, VA, VDMML, and model manager are what's going to help you really drive the orchestration. Now, what we would do is, when this would mature, is start to do an end-to-end. -end. Because a lot of what you've told me is actually not a technology problem, it's a process problem. Not even a process opportunity. Mm -hmm. Meaning, Patrick, we don't really know what it means to even orchestrate and deploy an automated analytic lifecycle model um, process. So we need you to come in here with the local PSD team and SAS and and show us end-to-end -end architect what that process looks like and then show us in the tools how we would use these tools to go about doing that. And that's, that's certainly up our wheelhouse to do. And the great part about that is that'd take like an afternoon. That's that easy. Um, so that's how I would think about 
the opportunity you have ahead of you. Um, if you really do, I'm a little bit worried, not worried, but I'm a little bit uh, concerned we didn't talk enough about data because a large part of, and you saw Gerard's presentation about 80-20, 80-20, large part about any organization is just, you know, we haven't automated enough of the daily, the data management process. And that's where Mark would come in and start to make his own recommendations about how we can streamline that. Because then the orchestration really takes off after that. That's the heavy lifting is the data. Okay. All right, and that is episode eight of SAS PH Inside Out. If you guys really like our content, do not forget to subscribe. Check us also out in Instagram and Facebook. Same headers, SAS PH Inside Out. A bit of a trivia, number eight. That was the jersey number of Kobe Bryant coming in as a Laker in 1996. Episode nine is coming up next. <laughs>